Imagine you're in 18th century France and you've been invited to hear the premiere of a piece by some guy named Chevalier de Saint-Georges. Now, when you listen to the piece, you think, man, this guy sounds just like some Mozart. Are we sure this is a Mozart? And then the composer is asked to come out and say a few words. And to your shock, he's speaking French. But not only that, it's a black man. Welcome back to another episode of Halftimes and Harmonies. Last week, I talked a little bit about uh, halftimes and sporting events and just the world of sports. But this week, I wanted to transfer into the other portion of this podcast and talk about harmonies. Okay, so I wanted to dive into the history of Black composers. Now, as a classical musician, music minor, and a Black woman, I absolutely love talking about subjects that combine pieces of my identity. And I absolutely love talking about Black composers. And so I'm going to let you guys in on a few composers, their styles, and some of their notable works. So first up is the guy that I introduced you all to very briefly, which was Chevalier de Saint-Georges. Now, He was born as Joseph Boulogne in France, and his father was a French planter, and his mother was an African slave that was owned by his father, and um, they got married. Um, The slave and the planter, not the son and his mother. No, that was weird. But they got married, and um, they had good old Joseph Boulogne in the 1700s. And so growing up, he was quite the skilled swordsman. um, And he was one of the best in Europe, along with being a great and excellent violinist. And that's how he earned his title of Chevalier de Saint-Georges, was because of his excellent swordsmanship, which um, he was pretty good at. Um, He was dubbed the Black Mozart of the time, but it really should be the other way around, and Mozart should be called the White Chevalier because uh, Chevalier became, he came like slightly earlier, and they were colleagues of each other, and um, I think they they definitely shared some styles and similarities, which I'll get into later, Um, but the classical era, for those of y'all who don't know, took place in the late 18th, late 18th century and early 19th century and it included like light melodies and harmonies which is different than like the more serious tone of the baroque era and more like heavy and kind of deep uh romantic era that followed um so Yes, he really tapped into those themes um, a lot. And I had the honor of playing his string quartet number three in G minor as a part of the Sphinx Performance Academy 
Virtual Institute in 2020. Um, that was part of the Juilliard program. And um, it was really interesting because I recorded my part and then, you know, sent it in for taping and all that. It's lots of fun. Um, so I also wanted to get into another composer who is a little bit more relevant probably to you all. Um, but he was around in the late 1800s and that would be Scott Joplin. Yeah. So Scott Joplin was born and raised in the great nation of Texas and he studied at the George R. Smith College for the Negroes in Missouri. Um, He traveled throughout the Midwest as a young musician in the 1880s, and his main goal growing up was to become a concert pianist and a classical composer, which I do think, I think he accomplished his goals. Um, But he's known as the king of ragtime. And so ragtime came about after the Civil War and used African-American folk dance traditions. And um, ragtime also has a lot of syncopated rhythms. And so for you non-musicians out there and non-artists really, because I know dancers understand syncopation as well, but um, syncopation is where certain notes have emphasis in between the beats of the song or piece and it can throw off the rhythmic feel of the music and you can hear these ragtime themes in songs like maple leaf rag or the entertainer and the entertainer is a song that goes um yeah thank you that's gonna be my singing for the year (laughs) no but um sticking with the whole theme of american composers i do know that march is women's history month so i do want to present you all to a female composer a female african-american composer and her name was florence price now florence price was born in arkansas in 1887 And her mother was a music teacher, so obviously her mother encouraged her to pursue her musical talents, and she did. And she attended the New England Music Conservatory for and majored in piano and organ. And then shortly after college, she became the head of the music department at the HBCU Clark Atlanta University. So what she's notable for is being the first Black woman to have her work performed by a major symphony orchestra. And this happened when she won the Wanamaker Foundation Award and had her symphony in E minor performed by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, which is quite interesting. Now for her style, she used a lot of classic, her classical training, and that's like European themes her black history with like Negro spirituals and church upbringing. So she brought some hymns in as well to create her style of music. And those spiritual sounds can be heard in her five folk songs in counterpoint. Um, That's a 
pretty pretty good piece. I'm pretty sure that's a string though. It's a string quartet. Um, and then she also had a song called My Soul's Been Anchored in the Lord, which was performed on the Lincoln Memorial steps because it wasn't able to be per- performed in Washington, D.C.'s Constitution Hall because they weren't allowing African-American or just Black musicians or artists to have their work performed there or for African-Americans just to perform there in general. Um, And it was segregated, so she wasn't able to have her work performed there. And so Eleanor Roosevelt actually stepped in and was like, no, we need to have your work performed. Absolutely. So that's what happened. And Eleanor Roosevelt was like, all right, I guess let's see if we can get this on the Lincoln Memorial steps. And Lawrence Price was like, all right, cool. And so lo and behold, that song was performed on the Lincoln Memorial steps. And it was dubbed the Lincoln Memorial Concerto. Um, so I think Florence Price really did a great job with combining her past with her present. And we are now listening to some of that music here in the future. Um, so I hope you enjoyed my little spiel on these three composers and their fantastic works and uh, you can also check out the recording of the Chevalier de Saint-Georges piece that I played three years ago at the Sphinx Institute on the Sphinx Organization YouTube page. You just put Sphinx Organization Juilliard, I think it'll come up. Um, it's a string quartet number three in G minor. And um, there are also some other great Black composers out there. Um, that I really don't have time to go over, but they're all so amazing, like uh, Samuel Coolidge Taylor or really William Grant Still, um, and just there there are others who I'm blanking on currently, but they're all so fantastic and deserve to have their music listened to and um, performed. So. I hope you all learned a little bit about a few of these Black composers. But other than that, I will see you guys next time. And I hope you come back for another version of Halftimes and Harmonies. This is Hope signing off. Adios.